Hi, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to be, so every week I try to make it a little friendlier by playing a game with one guest who is guaranteed to win because they're the only contestant. Over the course of the game I made up to play with just them, I assign them points based on how much their answers delight me and cheer me up. Then, at the end, the winner and only contestant receives a $100 donation to the charity or cause of their choice. Then we both give pep talks to a person or group that we think might need it, because this isn't all about me. It's just mostly about me. Today's guest is one of the hosts of the podcast, Low Culture Boil. She is also a James Beard Award nominee and the author of the fantastic upcoming essay collection, Tacky, which you can pre-order now in advance of its November 2nd release. And I recommend you do that, and it's a gift to yourself that you'll receive in November. Welcome to the show, Rax King. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, thank you for being here on my podcast. Well, thank you for having me. We could go back and forth like all evening if you want. We sure could. I don't want that, but it would be pleasant. (laughs) It's just bad for the show. Yeah, it's not going to make for good listening for anybody. Mm -mm. No, I don't think, I don't know that there's any podcast that's just kind of reciprocal, courteous greetings over and over (laughs) again. Yeah, nobody would listen to it. Well, this is a, a great introduction. I think we'll have a wonderful conversation. I am glad you're here. Me too. You're glad to be here. We've covered it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no need to revisit that part. No, a bunch more times, like six or seven more times, and then I think we'll be done. Per, yeah, that I think that's just a nice rhythm. <laughs> but thank you, thank you for being here. It's time to jump into our game. Today's game is called Taking in the Trash. In your book, Tacky, you write many beautiful and hilarious essays about the joy and value of several often derided pop culture artifacts. Today, I'm going to ask you to tell me the best things about several equally or more widely mocked entities. As always, I will judge your answers based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me specifically. Rax King, are you ready to play Taking in the Trash? Let's go. Yes, I am. So in your book, you write about the Cheesecake Factory, which I think has has many fans. But what is the best quality specifically of an Applebee's? <laughs> oh, that one's really hard, actually. I know. Of I because it's hard. Yeah, you did. I mean, of all the chain restaurants of roughly that tier, Applebee's is the worst one. But... What are your, like, what is, like, a rough hierarchy? Cheesecake Factory at the top. Cheesecake Factory, I think, is the best one. I think a lot of people agree with me on that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just, I've made up a bunch of people, and they agree with me. I love that. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> conducted an informal poll in my imagination. <laughs> Underneath them, I would say, like, Outback Steakhouse. Oh, sure. I think, uh, and Chili's at the same level. They both have, like, decent food. It's not great. But there's a couple things at each of those where you're like, ooh, I come to this place to get this thing. Right. I, I maintain that nobody can resist, like, a sizzle platter of fajitas from a Chili's. Like, even just the sound mm-hmm. alone. That's all you want to hear coming your way. Is that sizzle? I, I like a delicious sound. Mm-hmm. I feel like so often food appeals to, like, taste, right? And then smell. And then touch. And sight. Yeah. <laughs> I think sound is the most overlooked sense right. when you're preparing a dish. Yeah, and, you know, Chili's gets it right. And then underneath mm-hmm. them, I would put Applebee's and TGI Fridays. I find their food mm-hmm. very—it has this quality where it tastes really bad, and I don't like that about <laughs> it. <laughs> 
Just and, and I don't even get me into how bad it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> the sound is dog shit. The taste is mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. It's like gravel in pudding. <laughs> Ooh. It's just like the sound of like you scraping your fork against a plate. That's how it sounds coming out <laughs> to you. So if I had to scramble for something nice to say about an Applebee's, I would say your spinach artichoke dip is not poisonous. That's... <laughs> yeah, all right. That's not bad. Uh, this answer is worth 20 points in honor of Applebee's two for $20 menu. And more importantly than that, I'm so glad you're here. Dude, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Which commercial jingle do you think is actually a pretty enjoyable song that you would like listen to? This one I have a much more enthusiastic answer for. Okay, I'm ready to Applebee's hear it. I straight up do not like, but commercial jingle wise, mm-hmm. I would say national JG Wentworth. Local, I got to give a shout out to the Eastern Motors jingle of the Washington Mid-Atlantic area. It is a banger. Kids used to like sing it on the school bus. It's just, those are two songs that I would like actually listen to on my little, you know, Spotify with the headphones in and I'm strutting Mm -hmm. down the street to the beat of the song. (laughs) Nobody knows what I'm doing. Like that's what's playing. Yeah, staying alive energy. Yeah, exactly. I also like the idea of like Garden State style putting your headphones on someone else's ears (laughs) and being like, this jingle will change your life. I think it will. How does the JG Wentworth jingle go? I don't know it offhand. I believe they have a couple different commercials, but the one I'm thinking of is, you know, the, the... Commercial opens and you're at the opera and there's the the Viking chick with the helmet and the horns and mm-hmm. she's doing opera. And the song she's singing is, I have a structured settlement, but I need cash now. And then the chorus comes in and they say, call J.G. Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. And that's a phone number I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, probably. Gosh, a huge answer. J.G. Wentworth, Eastern Motors. This this song is worth, I mean, it would be criminal of me to give it anything other than 877 points. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Please, if you would, muster as much genuine praise as you can for Vin Diesel's acting prowess. Oh, nobody says the word family like Vin Diesel. That's true. Would you approximate it for the listeners, please? Absolutely not. Come on. Wait, okay, okay. I'll do it first if you want. I, you you give it a try. I'll see if I can... There's a lot of gravel in it. It's like... Yeah. Family. <laughs> it has like a bunch of extra syllables somehow. Yeah, 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 he yeah. He talks yeah. so slowly. Like, family. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he comes down on his consonants a little harder than I do. I, yeah. I can't be a Vin... I'm not. A, I don't have the. I don't have the juice. I'm not bald enough. <laughs> you you lack the diesel. You're like Vin Unwedded. I can't believe I didn't say I don't have the diesel. <laughs> that sucks of me. Obviously, Vin Diesel is not a man of juice. <laughs> he's a he's a high octane diesel man. Yeah, he's that kind of of a man. Mm-hmm. Um, Vin and Shaq are the two the two men that run on diesel. <laughs> <laughs> the only two. The only two diesel that men. There are the Volkswagens of men. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful sentiment. I really hope that they listen to this podcast. They do. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure of it. But yeah, he does say family, and, and that's such a thing in the Fast and Furious movies. And I think people have made a lot of it. But like, it's so compelling that he has like a signature word. 
He totally does. There are people that have catchphrases, right? Like, yeah. um, and, and there are things that people don't, other people don't always say, right? But like, people say the word family all the time, but he yeah. has like a signature way of saying this very common word. Yeah, he drags it out. He makes it about three separate words. Mm-hmm. It's... I, I like. I also like generally like the way he speaks. Actually, I find Vin Diesel's voice to be, you know, I don't get the ASMR thing from the no. sound of brushing or whatever, but I do definitely get it from Vin Diesel's voice. You, I bet if he read um, "Good Night Moon," it would put you right out. Just like, "Good night, cow, jumping <laughs> over the moon." Can you get him to do that for me? Can do I? Do you know? Do him? I know yeah, Vin Diesel? Get him on the phone. I, I he listens, but I don't know him. Damn, I know. Then, then Re- read me a story. <laughs> this answer is worth two point five points for the the two point five average number of children in a family. That really took some twists and turns. Yeah. It was like the Fast and Furious. Oh my god, you do take twists and turns in mm-hmm. those movies. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them. Next question. What is the best thing you can say about Hudson News bookstore convenience stores at the airport? Oh, those places are terrible. That's not a good start. No, that's not that's not my answer. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing you can say? They're terrible. Now they, get ready they, for the worst things. <laughs> they do suck shit, though. I'm not wrong. A Hudson, They've got all... A Hudson News murdered my husband. It did murder my husband. Oh no! It, it didn't really. Uh, they they have an impressive collection of of Grishams. They have a lot of Grishams. They do have a lot of Grishams. Kuntzes, you know, things of that. The Grishams, nature. the Kuntzes, the Steels, if you will. The Steels. They do have Steels. And honestly, uh, that's not really a nice thing to say, so much as it is just a fact. It is so. a fact that they're well stocked with Pattersons. Pattersons, yeah, Kings, the odd King. The Odd King. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I call Stephen King is the Odd King. <laughs> I do call him the Odd King. I'm trying to bring it back to the positive because that's that's my job here. But I, I hate a Hudson News. I hate when I'm like at that point of airport ennui mm-hmm. that I have to go to the Hudson News. Because yeah. it, it happens just about every time. Yep. And you're like, you just like take a lap around and you're like, hmm, blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Hmm, oh, the Iacocca's book. That's- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, huh, another <laughs> casino owner wrote a business book. <laughs> yeah. Called like, Don't Bet on It, Jack. Or yeah, some shit. yeah. Every book there is definitely called Don't Bet on It, comma, Jack, exclamation point. <laughs> um, Maris and I stayed at the Golden Nugget, maybe, in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. while I was there performing at a festival. And mm. they... <laughs> Everywhere in the casino, they were selling the casino owner's book because he was just like a rich guy. And he was like, I'm, I'm good at business. I'll write a book. Maybe he was good at business, but his book was called like, shut up. I'm doing business. <laughs> like something you definitely had to shut up in the title. Why isn't my book called that? Why hey, did I go with Tacky? You've got more books in you. Call one of the next ones. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Shut up, I'm doing business. That's the Rax King story. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should be allowed to write a book about how to be good at business. Certainly not. 
It's a real type of guy, like the the CEO yeah. whose entire personality is grabbing stuff by the dick. Yeah. Kicking stuff in the balls. Yeah. And just all inanimate stuff. It's all like kicking business in the balls. Yeah. I don't think I want to live that way. No. I just kind of want a vibe. Right. I want a vibe. <laughs> I just like, how about just like, give me money for not doing very much. How about that? I, Where's that business book? Yeah, like, shut up. I'm slacking off. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I'm watching TV, pretending I'm in a meeting. That's that's kind of <laughs> exactly. how I want to do it. Yeah. I think those would be great books. These, Please do these books next. I'm going to do them as a series. Yeah. The Shut the Up shut I'm up series. series. <laughs> <laughs> shut Up I'm Verbing. <laughs> shut Up I'm Verbing. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. I think yeah. this, is, this is huge. This answer is worth 902 points based on the total number of pages in the first two installments of that series. Next question. What is the nicest compliment you can pay Fred Durst? <laughs> uh, Fred Durst, I'll say this. He had a vision <laughs> and he made it come true for everybody. Everybody knew that song, Nookie. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew Break Stuff. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew Limp Biscuit yep. for a time. You can't say that of most people. Fred Durst made his vision come true for the entire world. That's true. Fred Durst, when we talk about visionaries, right, we usually talk about them having some kind of, like, beautiful utopian vision or, like, um, <laughs> dynamic artistic, you know, singular artistic vision. And Fred right. Durst was Red Yankee Cap yelling. And he, the world knew his name. I mean, to me, that's almost a more impressive project than making something that everybody agrees is good, that most people agree is good. Because, like, an example of this sort of thing that seems to come up on Twitter a lot is the Marvel movies. And, like, right. are they good? Are they not good? Does it matter? Et cetera. And with Fred Durst, it's a very different conversation because 99% of people are like, oh, he's absolutely not good. Yeah. The stuff he makes is bad. But we all still know who he is. It's like the the Tommy Wiseau, the room phenomenon. Like, even if we hate the stuff he makes, we know what it is and can probably sing some of it. Yeah, I think a visionary whose vision no one accepts, but who mm. has persisted in a career in the arts into its third decade, mm -hmm. that's incredible. I mean, I'm going to say about him what I say about Scott Stapp of Creed in my book, which is that... Everybody pretty much says they hate Limp Biscuit, but Limp Biscuit was crazy popular for a time. Sure. And someone was buying all those CDs, I, and there's got to be some overlap with the people talking shit now and the sheer numbers of people sure. spending money on Limp Biscuit CDs at the time. I do think, though, that if you put I want to say, you know, the, the metaphor usually is a gun to someone's head, but you don't, we don't need to do that. I don't yeah. know how to handle <laughs> firearms responsibly. <laughs> you, would, you would just shoot them regardless of what they said about Fred I would be very nervous. <laughs> I think I would hold it from the bottom below the trigger. <laughs> I think I would hold it just by the handle yeah. and just be like, it's, it's next to your head. Tell me what yeah. you think about Creed and Limp This Bistic. isn't Josh. That's <laughs> <laughs> a different guy. Shut up and answer my question. I read that in a book. <laughs> um, I think under duress more people would go, you know, Creed, I don't like them. I think they're corny. But they had a couple songs with some melody. If it came mm -hmm. on while I was driving in a rental car across the Great Plains, I'd let it rock. I don't think people would have the same response to the song Break Stuff. 
Yeah, but at the same time, sometimes everyone wants to break stuff. Hey. Fred Durst makes music for a mood that only he experiences that often. <laughs> Most of us don't want to break stuff, you know, every day of a tour across the country, but he he's did. doing it. God bless. You know why he was doing it? I, I do not. <laughs> oh, no. What are you going to say to me? For the nookie. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> this answer is worth 333 points. Oh, I like threes. Great. Three's the best number. You know what? I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> Final question. Please tell me a surprising joy of having a mosquito bite. I actually have something for this. Great. Off the top of my head. You know that thing where like a mosquito bite itches chronically and it sucks and you, you're just telling yourself not to scratch it mm -hmm. because if you do, it'll get worse. Yep. But if you do scratch it and you scratch it enough that it starts to bleed, the itch goes away. And I think that's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. Sure. If you like mutilate your, your little mosquito wound purposely, it's not going to bug you anymore and you'll have a cool little scab. Yeah, that's true. You can break through that discomfort with pain. <laughs> yeah, sheer willpower. And that's all it takes to conquer the mosquito. That is, yep. That is all it takes to conquer the mosquito. Yeah. Mosquitoes all, it's an act of the mind. A mosquito <laughs> bite. <laughs> Honestly, they want your blood, but they're yeah. really playing mind games with you. Yeah, a mosquito is always like, you know, meets a girl, doesn't call her back for three mm -hmm. days. They're real rules bugs. Yeah. So you don't have to play by their rules. You don't. You can just hurt yourself badly and cover yourself <laughs> in scabs. That'll show them. That is, that is the name of my advice book for how to deal with mosquitoes. It's called Cover Yourself in Scabs. <laughs> shut, <laughs> it's called, like shut a up, David Sedaris book. Shut up and cover yourself in scabs. Yeah. <laughs> Dress yourself in scabs and calamine lotion by David Sedaris. <laughs> um, gosh, I, I'm picturing now a mosquito like the Joker, just posing... <laughs> kind of dilemma, putting you on the horns of a dilemma, or like uh, Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, the similarities between any mosquito and Jigsaw, the famous cinema serial killer mm -hmm. from the Saw movies, I can't even begin to name them. There's so many. There's so many similarities. Mm -hmm. I, I would say mind games, that's number one. Mm. Uh, pain? Pain, that's number two. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say pain number two. And then they go on from there. <laughs> yeah. They, I, <laughs> as long as you name the first two, oh, the others, it just, it just they flows fall into freely. place. Listeners are imagining them all. <laughs> They're just coming to them all in the same order. Like the, yeah. the lyrics to my favorite things. <laughs> oh, my God. But the reverse. <laughs> yeah, my least favorite bugs and or serial killers. Yeah. It's not so catchy of not a song. Not catchy. If, if mm. I saw that list written down on a paper, I think my first question would be, why do you have favorite serial killers, as, Im as is implied by that list? That's such a type of person, though, the person who's, like, a serial killer fangirl. I used to see that on Tumblr oh, a yeah, lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very troubling thing to see. I just, you want to take them by the shoulders and be like, Ted Bundy was a murderer. Right. The thing about them all, too, like Ted Bundy, right, is you're like, Ted Bundy was kind of hot. And it's like, let's be honest. He was average looking. So for you to be into him more than other average looking people, you have to kind of be into the murder part. Yeah, that's really, that's the missing element of the equation, mm -hmm. right? Is that Ted Bundy 
who I'm going to go ahead and say, that's a six. That's a six at that's fast. That's where I, I put Bundy. him on a six, too. Not again. I put him right square on a five, six. Like, if I see that guy in a bar and he starts to talk to me, I'm not interested. All he, he, he had to, like, pretend that his arm was broken to lure ladies yeah. to, to his murder lair. Yeah. That's not an attractive person. No, you just like that he's a murderer. Yeah, I agree. Like, when, you, when someone says Adam Driver is hot, right, that's because you think Adam Driver is hot. And he's right. He doesn't. He's got an murder. interesting face. He's he's not average looking by any exactly. stretch. That's right. Ted Bundy has like a replacement level face. Yeah, Ted Bundy is just like a guy you see at the gas station. Yeah. Like I I see that guy at every gas station, and I'm just like, oh, I like your t-shirt tucked into your khakis, Ted yeah. Bundy. It's just so he's so he would be so forgettable if he didn't kill all those people. Yeah, I think that really the upshot of this episode mm-hmm. is that I. Do not find Ted Bundy attractive. You wouldn't say he's one of your favorite serial killers. I would not. I'm putting him right square at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Others have more pizzazz. Mm-hmm. So it's like Jigsaw, Ted yeah. Bundy, mosquitoes. I mean, it's like Jigsaw's up here. He had pizzazz. He also, did have he's fake, pizzazz. so the stakes are lower. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> mosquitoes are real, but they're little. I can take them. Mm-hmm. And then all the way down at the bottom of the list is a Ted Bundy-like figure with just too much forehead also. Yeah. That, that's a man with a lot of forehead. Look, as a man with a lot of forehead, <laughs> I would like to go on the record and say that a surplus of forehead was not the greatest of Ted Bundy's crimes. <laughs> not the greatest, but it's on there. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's on the list. Excellent answers. The best part about mosquito bites is that you can psych them out and burst through them with willpower. And then ideally, you'll look at the mosquito that got you. He'll like still be around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can be like your move chump or yeah. something else cool. Well, this is an incredible answer. This answer is worth 600 points, 100 points for each leg of a mosquito. And that brings us to the end of today's game of Taking in the Trash. Rex King, your final score is 2,733.5 points, the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. How do you feel? Oh, man. I guess it comes down to I feel so happy to be here. And I'm so happy that you're here. Full circle. Full circle. It's not really full circle. It's just like repeating the same it's thing It's on a, a kind of, of a plane, a smooth yeah. plane. As this week's winner, you have won $100 to the charity or cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? Uh, the money will be going to DC's Casa Ruby. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, an organization that does a lot of community outreach with LGBT kids and uh, I believe trans kids in particular. Cool. Uh, they also until recently operated a shelter with, I believe, 50 beds. And they received five days notice from local government that their shelter was going to be closed down, that they weren't going to have their permit renewed for the following year, even though they've been getting it renewed steadily for many, many years, if not a decade at this point. And it's just really a huge loss for the city. Uh, it sucks yeah, in general really sucks. for the city's kids. So they set up a GoFundMe to allow them to keep their operation going, even in the absence of the space that they have lost access to. So that's what we're sending money to. That's a great cause. And, and I will make the information available in the show notes so that people can donate on their own. Thank you for that. Our final segment this week is the pep talks. Are the pep talks? 
will be the pep talks. Each of us will give a pep talk to a person or group that we think might deserve it this week or need it this week. I will go first. My pep talk is for ranch dressing. People love to look down their nose at ranch dressing, as Rax just did. Sorry. As if there are other salad dressings that are so elegant. Am I really (laughs) supposed to believe that balsamic vinaigrette and blue cheese are classy because they're slightly European sounding? This is truly a page from the playbook Ioli used to make mayonnaise seem impressive. And don't get me started on Thousand Island. You think you're better than ranch? Thousand Island? We all know your dirty secret. They put that shit on Big Macs. And I literally (laughs) don't know what's in Green Goddess, and I don't care because it sounds like a line of environmentally friendly diva cups. Ranch, despite its strong flavor, is more versatile than most dressings. It's the most comfortable hanging out with both salad and pizza, bridging the divide between these tense rivals. Every salad dressing is just fat and oil mixed up with some other flavors. And instead of being snobby about some dressings and not others, we should admit that some are simply more in line with our personal taste. Salad dressings are, at their core, more similar than they are different. United in texture, relatively, nutritional value, relatively, and purpose. To make salads taste less like chewing on lawn clippings. (laughs) Rex King, the floor is yours for a pep talk. Yeah, ranch dressing. Mm. Good stuff. <laughs> See, I'm gonna, it I'm gonna try and like backpedal and pretend that I didn't. You always react loved it. Oh yeah, F. I always loved ranch dressing. Yeah, I, I was one of their first listeners before they mm-hmm. hit it big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My pep talk is uh, to a, a sexy little allium called the bloomin' onion. Okay. I recognize that the bloomin' onion is generally fairly popular. Maybe doesn't need a pep talk from the likes of me. But uh, I come to praise it, not for tasting good, <laughs> but for, I mean, it does taste good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a blooming onion tastes amazing. It's a deep fried whole onion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that it's got a, a hidden value that nobody really talks about, which is that it fills you right the fuck up and it's just an onion. <laughs> All you're eating is an onion. And if you sit down and eat the whole thing, you don't have to eat anything else for like two days, probably. <laughs> you're so full. You're so full that you might never want to eat again. <laughs> and I think that there's something kind of beautiful about taking just a humble onion, mm-hmm. you know, nothing special, just a fat little guy grows in your garden. <laughs> And instead of using it in some reasonable, God-fearing way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you slice petals into its surface, bread it, deep fry it, and serve it with a side of just fucking mayonnaise. It's just (laughs) onion and mayonnaise. And that's somehow not an entire meal. Like for some reason, it's always been in the appetizer section of the Outback Steakhouse menu. That's not an appetizer. I think that more people should come to the light recognize that it is both legal and perfectly safe to eat an entire onion as a meal and just recognize that this is a cheap way to get at least one of the nutrients that your body needs with, you know the onion nutrient <laughs> that's beautiful i would say i don't mean to overpraise i would say eating a bloomin onion as an entree is a visionary move on par with the vision of fred durst himself <laughs> Oh no, on par with. <laughs> on par, yeah. If I can't outdo a Durst, then like what? I, I, should I would just say give up this now. is better than any of Robert Durst's visions. 
<laughs> okay, I'll take it. All right, perfect. Well, that's been our show. I'm Josh Gondelman. This is Make My Day. Thank you to this week's champion, Rex King. Rex, where can people find you and your work? People can find me at patreon.com slash dead. That's where I publish my weekly newsletter of just whatever I feel like writing about that week. It is very good. Josh texts me so all the time, mm-hmm. so you can trust that. My handle on Twitter and Instagram is RaxKingIsDead. And my podcast is Low Culture Boil. That's Low Culture Boil, as in a low country boil, but we talk about trash culture every week, twice a week. And I'm a busy bee. Pre-order, oh, my book. pre-order I book Tacky. If you haven't yeah. yet, we're doing an event. Is it streaming or is it just in person? We're doing an event in New York on November 2nd. So if you're listening to it before then, come hear us talk live. If you enjoyed this talk live, we'll be talking all about Rex's book. If you if you would like to contribute to Rex's charity or pre-order the book or post-order the book, uh, I'll make all that information available in the show notes. If you have your own answers to today's game of Taking in the Trash, tweet them at me at Josh Gondelman or at Make My Day Pod. Thank you for listening. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five-star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. 